Welcome to another edition of Inside Analysis. I'm Peter Wade. This week is the latest Rare Infrastructure Global Market Update. Rare is the Sydney-based Global Listed Infrastructure Manager. Today, we're listening into Matt Bushby from Rare, speaking with Rare Portfolio Manager, Charles Hamey. Hello again, everybody. Thanks for listening to Rare's latest podcast. It's Monday, the 6th of April. Matt Bushby, Global Head of Distribution here. I'm here with Senior Portfolio Manager, Charles Hamey, who is an investment committee member across all of Rare's infrastructure strategies. Thanks for joining us, Charles. Thank you, Matt. So all of the numbers I quote in this podcast are local currency uh, as at end of market last week. Obviously, last week saw the close of the first quarter, the worst quarter in equity markets in, in over 30 years. Global equities were down 19.9%, so just shy of 20% negative. The infrastructure indices were down in the range of 16 0.8 to 26.9%, again, highlighting the differences between the different indices and the cautious approach investors must take to understand the composition of their particular index. The rare value strategy was at the favourable end of that range, down 17.4%, and the rare income strategy was the standout, down 12% due to its more defensive positioning. Turning to last week in particular, you know, another sort of modestly down week, Charles, are we still seeing the indiscriminate selling that we've seen you know, for large parts of March? Or are we starting to see some differences between sectors and regions showing through? The indiscriminate selling has slowed. There's no doubt about that. But you're still getting, you know, leverage for selling, selling by a lot of the US close-end funds, which are heavily weighted towards utilities and MLPs. And that's meant that volatility has persisted. And it's affecting every sector. No sector is immune at the moment. So whilst we take comfort that potentially the rate of decline has slowed, that volatility is still pretty evident and indiscriminate to some extent. I want to turn to some of the specific questions that we're getting from investors right now. First and foremost, around dividends. They're obviously an important and meaningful component of total returns for infrastructure investors. Um, Res income strategy, of course, has a particular focus on distributable income. How are dividends for our companies being impacted by current events? To date, we haven't seen any significant derating of dividends. And dividends are obviously a very important component of people's total return. You have very high quality long duration assets being infrastructure utility assets. And by virtue of that quality, typically they're slightly higher geared than the broader market. As investors grapple with the impact of coronavirus on demand, they are getting concerned about dividends. What we can say is that many of the utilities we invest in have significant financial cushion to absorb any long-term impact of of demand. They adequately have high degrees of liquidity, they have access to debt markets, they've been very very proactive in, in risk management, establishing large credit facilities over the last five years, and have good access to additional liquidity through new loans and public issuance of debt. So we're not concerned about liquidity. We also note that many of the companies we invest in have levers to pull to mitigate some of the risk of coronavirus, whether it be CapEx or OpEx. So Charles, obviously long-term, you know, we are confident about the dividends. In the, in the shorter term, however, there is some questions, you know, over some companies' ability to pay dividends, um, you know, and we're doing a lot of stress testing. You know, the analysts are throwing a lot of different scenarios at these companies. Now, can you talk through some of the work that we've been doing on the user pays companies, for example? Obviously, with user pays assets where you have seen a significant reduction in patronage, whether it be airports, whether it be toll roads or port assets, there has been a meaningful impact. And we would expect if the recession prolongs, that impact may be quite significant. We've done a lot of work understanding cash flow and dividend for portfolio stocks and universe stocks. Um, Focused a lot on the company's ability to pay 
dividends in an environment where you have you know, significant lockdown and have been a long-term recovery. Some companies have more fortress balance sheets than others, and some companies will have to raise equity or significantly adjust their business models as it relates to CapEx and OpEx. We think right now dividends are rock solid because the backdrop is a bit more positive as it relates to balance sheet strength, but it is a moving feast at this point in the cycle. On the utility side, we've seen efforts around the world from governments to sort of ease the economic impact on their citizens with various support packages and the like. Do utilities have a role to play in this, relieving the burden on their citizens, letting arrears slide or potentially doing something to adjust their utility bills during this period? They probably do have a role to play, Matt. I think it does make sense for utilities, certainly state-based utilities, to assess the economic impact of coronavirus and then to keep a social license to operate by making adjustments to rates if required. That doesn't necessarily be a bad thing, though, because depending on how constructive and supportive the regulation is, companies will be made whole for that adjustment. So we're not that worried about you know that low sensitivity. Again, if you get a prolonged recession, which impacts commercial and industrial loads, um, that may be a different story. But at this stage, our view remains that the companies we invest in are certainly the highest quality in our universe and have ample ability at the cash flow and balance sheet level to absorb any impact of coronavirus. Sounds like dividends across the portfolio of a whole we expect to be relatively stable. Now, I want to be really clear on this, though. There are individual companies within the portfolios that we would expect some dividend cuts from, however. Is that correct? That is correct, Matt. Some of the user pays companies, whether it be toll roads or airports, you know, will have to rebase their dividends in this period of uncertainty. And certainly some of the utilities as well have got the, the highest levels of financial cushion. But at the portfolio level, we're very confident in the dividend going forward. What about the credit rating agencies? Obviously, you you, you touched a little bit on balance sheet strength, liquidity, et cetera. What sort of reaction have we seen from credit rating agencies in in, the universe that Rare covers? We haven't seen any significant downgrades or a downgrade cycle as such. S&P Global Ratings recently came out and and downgraded the whole North American regulated utility sector to negative watch. But again, they made it quite clear that there's a lot of high quality credit in their sector and they only see a very modest weakening of credit quality. So, and we don't expect it to downgrade significantly either, because as I said earlier, there is ample liquidity in the universe to absorb any impact from coronavirus. Charles, what activity have we undertaken across the portfolios now over the last week or so? Where possible, Matt, we've tried to high grade the portfolio. And that basically means buying companies, which we know are high quality, but whose share prices have underperformed for a more market-driven reason and funding that by selling companies which have slightly lower quality but have held up a bit better in this period of uncertainty. And apart from that, we have done a lot of work to understand the companies we're invested in and we have great confidence that the portfolio is very well positioned over the next you know, one to three years. So it sounds like we're continuing that process of high-grading the portfolio which we've been undertaking for around the last month now. In particular, you know, we're in the value strategy, we're holding sort of high levels of cash relative to history around sort of the 9% mark. What's the purpose of that? We still think, Matt, that the market will underestimate the economic impact of this coronavirus. Um, so we took the opportunity to increase our, our cash weighting by selling some of our user pays assets. 
And we think that's the right and prudent approach to have a higher cash weighting, be more defensive in our portfolio tilt at this point of the cycle. The income strategy, on the other hand, you know, continues with a relatively low cash balance, kind of you know, 3 4%. Again, why the difference? So the income strategy has a higher exposure to the more defensive utilities. And they're the ones that typically through a cycle can pay higher dividends than the user pays assets. Thanks, Charles, for joining me today. Thanks to everyone for listening to our latest podcast. Any questions, please do contact your local sales representative. And thanks again for your support.